Welcome to the Man Up, Man Down podcast, presented by Volker Baluda and David Pawsey. We discuss the pressures and challenges faced by men approaching middle age that we're often too embarrassed to speak about with our friends. You can find us online at www.manupdown.com. Enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. So what are we talking about today, David? Something that I think we planned to talk about last week, but we got we got bogged down in alcohol. <laughs> we did, um, we, we had a rant, a rant on alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this, this week it's talking about, well, fitness and weight loss, which I, I guess it's something that, I don't know, we all go through periods of, of putting on a few, a few too many pounds. <laughs> You know, sometimes, and well, and I think the fact is, you realise that. It, I mean, my weight has yo-yoed all the time. I mean, as you mentioned, I've done a lot of endurance events, and yeah. I think the thing is, I pretty much eat the same <laughs> regardless of my my exercise. So when I'm sort of, you know, training hard several times a week. I can sort of remain quite well, relatively lean. I mean, I've never been skinny, but yeah. Then once I sort of stop training, the weight piles on. But I know that you've you've well, yeah, you've dropped a lot of weight in the past. I I have done, and uh, I mean, yeah. Let's talk about weight loss because it, I think it's so associated to fitness, right? Um, it's also associated to alcohol, but let's avoid the topic of alcohol again. So yeah, I I piled on a lot of weight as a student when I was early 20s and when I did that I at some point decided I, I think I took my old my, my granddad's old um, spinning bike you know like not a spinning bike as you, you know it's these days but like a home trainer and uh, I did that regularly and I shed some pounds and I stopped drinking for a while but you know as you say it's a yo-yo effect right it comes back it's a lifestyle choice I mean I'm, I'm not a nutritionist but I think people say you know, when you're trying to lose weight, the majority of it comes from the food you eat, not from or the food you don't eat, rather than than the exercise. One of the things I've heard is that, um, well, a phrase I've heard is a six pack is made in the kitchen, not in the gym. Yeah, and I think that's true. So in, I think it was 2014 or 2015, I don't remember. I, I can link it in the show notes if, uh, if people are interested, because I I, I published a weight weight loss guide, right? A short presentation. And it was all about counting calories and exercising. And I think the combination of the two, essentially it's simple mass, right? The the more you eat, the more calories you take in, the more you burn, you know, it's like... You 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 want to burn off more calories than you're taking in, essentially. That's what I try to say, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's simple mass. So if, if you continue to eat crisps and, I don't know, chips and everything else, you, you're consuming more calories than, than you burn. I mean, most likely, right? Depending on how many gym sessions you can do in a day. So it's, it's simple mass. And I starved myself to, to weight loss. So I went from, from memory, I think I was at 106, 112 kilos or something like that. I don't know what that is in stones or pounds. Um, but you are, I mean, you are quite tall. I you? am, but... I can hide it well. Let's put it this way. Yeah. But if you know, if it's all sitting on your on your belly, it's not it's not the prettiest thing, right? But uh, yeah, I went down to ninety two kilos, right? So I lost a fair fair amount of weight, and uh, I kept it off for a long time as well. 
But as you say, it slowly creeped up on me again. And I'm, I'm currently actually, it's actually a very timely, timely episode. I started um, um, intermittent fasting. So I tried that in the past of skipping a day or so, but I'm now regularly skipping breakfast and doing like a 16-8. So I'm, I'm eating yeah. between the hours of one and nine and then don't eat for the re- remainder of the you know, night and morning. Yeah. That's sort of an approach that I've taken. And, well, yeah, when I, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm going going away to Spain in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So yeah, the last few months have been like, right, I need to, well, and I've been exercising. I mean, like, I think I mentioned, I, I think it was in April, I uh, went, did this um, press up challenge for shelter. Oh, really? I didn't know. And, um, and I basically have kept that up. And I mean, I think, you know, this is this is the thing about, about exercise. I mean, we're going to sort of talk about lots of different aspects of exercise but i mean for me it's well i try and do i mean i've got the dog so i do get out walking but i've always loved walking and i, I try and do twelve thousand five hundred steps a day and wow and then you know with that it's you know it's not like i'm you know a hardcore exercise regime i mean you know the, the press-ups i guess was a bit of a, a shock to the body at first but but yeah, that that sort of become a routine. But um, as you say, yeah, it's it's sort of it's that maths equation. So I know that if I'm doing twelve thousand five hundred steps a day, and you know I'm eating sensibly, and I think that's as you've sort of mentioned, you know, when you said about chips and crisps, it's well, you know, without wanting to sound like the government, it is all about healthy choices, isn't it? And you know, the healthier it is, the more of it you can eat. I've sort of done the intermittent fasting, but more like, as you say, sort of not, not doing a whole day, but trying to stop at say six in the evening and then not eat till midday. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I feel, well, I mean, we talk about sort of actually getting on the scales and stuff in a moment, but um, sort of, I was looking at an article about intermittent fasting and basically it's like 12 hours where you enter the metabolic state of ketosis or is that how you pronounce it? Ketosis, ketosis. You say ketosis, I say ketosis. It's when your body starts to break down the fat. So it is. Burn to me. But um, and I mean, and that's well, that's the other thing as well. Though is is sort of if I can get out first thing for a walk, so drop the kids off and then you know take take the dog and go for a walk. Yeah, getting that gentle bit of exercise in, as well as sort of a bit of fasting. That's yeah. but but you know with anything, it's all about the consistency, and I sort of might do that for a couple of days, but then probably yeah. overextend on the other days in terms of. Of what I shove in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, I I usually exercise in the morning anyway. Um, so I did did a half marathon the other day, first thing in the morning. And afterwards, I felt like you know, sure. hey, I wasn't hungry. And yeah, I know, sure enough, but it, it, I felt so lean afterwards because obviously the body just just burns through to probably a lot of fat, right? But then you know, and you know, half marathon or not, right? But after the exercise, you get hungry, right? So by the time one o'clock comes around. You know, I'm stuffing my face, right? So coming back to the math equation, I probably overeat on calories, which is not great. Yeah. We both have a Garmin. My, my Garmin tells me how many calories I burn, right? Overall. Yeah. 
so whether I'm on, on, on track or not, which is which is quite nice. It doesn't tell me how much I eat. I'm still waiting for a device that actually counts the calories as I shove them down my throat. Well, and, and they, that's that's the thing, isn't it? My son, my son has told me that I say that's the thing all the time. So I'm yeah. really conscious of saying it. But that's the thing. It is. is I mean, I use my fitness pal. And, you know, you yeah. can scan. So it's sort of easier if you're eating processed food because you just scan the barcode. But <laughs> it's more difficult when you're making meals. And, I mean, I've now gone for the prime subscription or prim- yeah. premium subscription. You can save recipes. So you, then when you make the dish again, you've got the recipe to work from how you did yeah. it last time. Or you can like scan from BBC like recipes and things, but it's well, it, it's like anything in life, you know. We want an easy fix, and as soon as something yeah. becomes a bit of a hassle, and, and that's what happens is, you know, I'll sort of do it for a couple of weeks, and then you're, you know, you either go out for a meal or you know you're away from the house, so you're not cooking. Yeah, or, you know, and it's uh, yeah, as soon as you kind of get out of that little routine then, well, for me, it all goes to pot. And, and, and what you're saying there is actually quite interesting. Um, I think there's a new law, but I'm not sure if it's law or not. But um, restaurants now have to say how big or how much calories are for, for portions, right? Yeah. So I went yeah, to I... restaurants the other day and uh, fish and chips. I mean, 2,300 calories or something like that. I'm like, ooh, I had no idea. I mean, I knew it wasn't healthy, but... You know, that's yeah. too much. Can, can I order a child's portion, please? <laughs> but that, I mean, and, and that's, you know, that's the other thing. That's the thing. Um, is the, yeah, That's the thing. Well, I, one of the things that I find with my fitness pal is it's almost that kind of interrupt of, of you know, whereas you just grab like a packet of crisps or, I mean, for me, I love my bread. I love toast. and I, But I'm also sort of think I'm building up some sort of, gluten intolerance so if i have to give up bread that would just be horrendous for me but um well probably extremely good because i probably would lose loads of weight but yeah sorry it is that process of you know rather than just mindlessly eating something you know you stop and you scan and then it is like oh well actually if i have a bit of toast with some butter or you know i could have some carrot and hummus instead and you know that i can eat more of that um but, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm off the top of my head. I'm sure it's restaurants of a certain size. So if you've got more than X amount of staff, I think, you know, but so yes, I think all the big chains now have to say yeah. what exactly it is you're uh, putting on your guts pack, right? But fish and chips, I was really surprised. And I have to be honest, in the past, I have ordered uh, kids' versions, mm. you know, fish and chips. I mean, pl- plenty for me. Right, we we just think we need an adult portion. I think that's another thing, which um, to to our American listeners was our prejudice, right? Um, but whenever I have been have been to the states, portions are huge, right? I mean, they they're just enormous, yeah, humongous. I mean, yeah, if I say for us, ridiculous for them, normal, and you know, for our Scottish friends, everything is fried, right? That's not healthy either. You know, it's just. Let's let's talk about supplements. David, do, do you take supplements? Um, I've been... Funny you should ask that, Volker. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But, but um, I've 
my mum was always like, you got to take your cod liver oil. And, yeah. and I got glandular fever when I was a teenager. Yeah. And um, she's always insisted that I take zinc. But anyway, recently, and I say recently, probably over the last year or so, I've been taking heights, which it might be something that Stephen Bartlett, obviously uh, we've discussed some of his podcast episodes before. Yeah. Um, I think he invested in it. I can't remember if they were on Dragon's Den, but I've, I can't remember if it's the founder of Heights interviewed Stephen Bartlett or Stephen Bartlett interviewed him for his Diary of a CEO podcast. Yeah. But um, I, I guess the reason that I, and they're not cheap. I mean, this guy was sort of told a, a similar story to me where he'd, you know, he'd, he had problems with sleep, had problems with his mental health and tried all sorts of different things. And then he started sort of heavily researching diet. Is it like a one, one-stop one shop for all the supplements you need as a man in in a certain age group kind of thing? I mean, it, it's more sort of, you know, he, he well, the, the guy that developed it, it's sort of to target low energy, poor sleep, brain fog, yeah. stress. So, I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> pretty much how one size fits all most, most uh, men of our age perhaps feel i mean it sort of condenses like omega-3 which you know you yeah. get from fish uh like an extract from blueberries um vitamin b12 vitamin d3 you know through his research he found this these were like the main deficiencies that the brain needed and, and yeah just sort of condensed it all into a supplement but I mean, I've I've sort of always prided myself on eating healthily, but then eating rubbish on top. So, you know, I've always yeah. had what I thought was quite a good diet. But I mean, Stephen Fry is is one of their ambassadors as well. And, yeah. and he sort of raves about about them. And it's it's one of those things where I couldn't say that it's completely transformed my life and I've got so much more energy and I'm so much more yeah. sharper and focused. But I'm on the treadmill now, and I don't want to stop. So I'm worried that if I stop taking that's, them, then that's the thing. There was another podcast, but someone said, you know, if you stop taking the supplements, you don't notice that you don't take them, but you kind of know that you don't take them, so you kind of want to go back and. Mm. It might have actually been Rory Sutherland uh, mentioning it yesterday in a podcast with, with Stephen Bartlett, because it's a psychological contract you have, right, with with those pills. I mean, I, I take cod liver oil. And I think it's proven, at least by the BBC, that's good for you. Someone recommended oregano oil um, pills for when you have an upset stomach. So I now have them in the house. I don't take them regularly, luckily. I take focus pills, something someone recommended to me. So what? That seems what, what exactly are they? And what's so in they, those? Ah, um, <laughs> glad you asked. Uh, I need to look about what, what, what's really in them, but uh, essentially they help you concentrate. So... I gave up coffee, as I mentioned before, or caffeinated coffee. So I don't have this 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 bus in the morning, but I I tried the, those pills and they do help me to concentrate, to like sharpen my mind. I don't know what the exact ingredients are, but if you Google, you know, focus pills, I mean, obviously you get loads of results. Um, mm. So I started taking them. Obviously, the usual stuff, vitamin C. Um, black seed oil was recommended in a podcast um, to boost the immune system. Vitamin D, of course, I'm taking because of, you know, it's good against COVID. Um, so that's when I started uh, taking it. So I also take uh, electrolytes. So electrolytes are um, 
I think your body and your your fluids and stuff, right, in your body too. I don't know what they do. You, you you're a sports expert, but uh, I think what, I've been. I, running so um but yeah I no i take uh, zero tabs which are electrolytes but yeah, it, yeah. It, they basically yeah replenish all the the minerals that you lose when you sweat excessively yeah i think that's what they do and um it helps me to feel less thirsty as well which i had you know some some problems with in the past and uh, i also take milk thistle i don't know if i mentioned that last week but uh, milk thistle helps you to or helps your liver to recover so, but let's not talk about alcohol again. But I thought, why, why not? It won't, it won't harm, right, to take them. Yeah. Uh, not that I need them, of course. But yeah, so so I mixed them around. I did a um, I did a deficiency test based on a hair sample for twenty-five pounds. So I don't know how accurate it was, but Instagram targeted me to death. So I thought I'd try it out. They said I need more B twelve and B something. So I'm taking vitamin B tablets as well. So good, good mix. So I have a little pillbox with like my daily. Like what yeah. am I going to do when I'm 80? Having two or three pillboxes? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, well, no, by that point, we'll just have a little sort of micro dot on our neck or something that, that provides us with uh, with everything we need. Because I mean, one, one of the things that I sort of heard about, you know, vitamins yeah. versus actually getting it in your diet is that often it's the process of, of digestion and, you know, chewing that that almost, you know, releases a lot of the, 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 the vitamins and minerals. So when you take a supplement, even though they contain the same thing, your body doesn't actually absorb it. Absor- yeah, uh, as well. Yeah, yeah I, to be honest, I don't know. I think it's all in your head, right? I think if, if, if my wife secretly would take my vitamin C off, and put a, I don't know, sugar pill in there, I probably wouldn't notice a difference. Yeah. But as you said, you're, you're on the treadmill, right? So once you're on the treadmill, it's the same with, I mean, we talk about Stephen Bartlett again, gee, how often we're going to mention that bloke, uh, maybe he needs to come on the podcast, but uh, he, he he advertises for Hulu, right? Some yeah. supplement, like getting your time back. And I'm like, yeah, getting your time back, but how healthy is Hulu? I mean... This, you know, this my my own personal ex- appear, uh, opinion and experience of yeah. trying Huel is, I didn't like it. It's pretty <laughs> disgusting. I, you know, and I, I actually had. I think I, I had it twice. Yeah, had to get rid of it all. So sorry. I don't think we're going to be getting any sponsorship from you. <laughs> sorry, I Stephen. You're stuck with them. I, I, I happily try them. You know, if they want to send some samples. I mean, to be honest, even with um, these gym powders, right? I thought, oh, I just have some uh, protein powder to replace a meal. Doesn't agree with my stomach overly. Well, you know, I mean, it helps with the weight loss. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, for wrong reasons. I mean, <laughs> I I tend to well, I'll if I've had a a hard workout, I'll um, yeah. well, I have Rego Recovery is what I use. Um, I mean, I tend to have a, a smoothie. Oh, when I say in the morning, depending on, you know, if I'm trying to intermittent fast, I'll have like a berry smooth, well, berry and spinach smoothie uh, with with some of the this recovery stuff because it's got protein, but I think it's got vitamin C. But it also, yeah, it tastes quite nice, which sort of our caveat, my comment about Huel, it was a couple, well, maybe three years ago that I tried it. So it might have improved a lot more. But um, of course we do like to have a quick fix, don't we? You know, it's, it's, I'd much, 
you know, I'd much rather take this pill than have a balanced and, you know, have to work out exactly what I should be eating. I mean, another thing actually, when, yeah. when I was sort of doing a bit of research for this, you, you do see a bit of an increase in people of our age taking on marathons. And uh, so yeah. you've done a marathon, haven't you? Oh, I've done more than one. Oh, well, that was so off, right? Yeah. No. I've done three, actually, um, officially. So I've done uh, the Thames Meander. My wife has done one. I'm like, she can't do one and I can't do one. Because I always said, you know, once I do one, I'm going to be hooked on it. Yeah. And then I I did one. I'm like, you know, I've done it. Don't need to do it again. Prove myself. And then I, uh, I asked, oh, a charity promised me that I get a space that didn't work out. Um, long story, I then got a place through another charity and got to London Marathon. I'm like, okay, I have to do it. Yeah. Then it turned out to be a virtual one in 2020. Oh, because, um, yeah. And then uh, one charity came back and my niece didn't work. Anyway, and I did another one. So I did three. I did London virtually and I did real London and I did another one in London. I'm hooked I would do more time effort, quite frankly. And you know, it takes so much out of your body. So that's why I'm saying a half marathon is a good distance, right? Kind of like two hours, you know, you leave seven o'clock, get back for nine o'clock. But is it a midlife thing? I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, myself. well, I, when I work, when, well, when I lived and worked in London, I used to cycle everywhere because I just hated getting on the tube and it was just hot and sweaty. And so I'd, I'd sort of cycle, I think, 70, 90 miles a week. Um, just wow. to to and back from from work, and um, then when I became a stay at home dad, I was like, right, I'm losing that exercise. So I then sort of got into running because I thought, well, I can I can sort of go out running with the buggy. Yeah, and um, I think I did a couple of ten k's, and I was like, actually, I quite quite enjoy this. And I had a friend who'd got into his running. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, do a half marathon. And I was like, no, I don't, you know, that's too far. You know, 10K is fine for me. Yeah. And then I saw that there was one, oh, a Norwich half marathon. And, well, unfortunately, a lot of them have died now. But at the time, I had quite a bit of family in Norwich. And, and in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. you know, they'll be there cheering me over the finishing line. So I signed up for it. And then I thought, well... You know, there's never going to be a time if I'm if I'm training for this, then there's not going to be any other time where I'll be fit enough to then sort of train for a marathon. Yeah. So I then signed up for a marathon. The half marathon got cancelled because of snow. <laughs> and then I, oh, what marathon was it? I think it was the Brighton Marathon. That's a boring one, isn't it? But I, I mean, I'd got up to twenty miles in training and then messed up my back. And that was like one of the hardest things I've ever had to do was decide that I was going to have to pull out. Well, and then it, I mean, it got better. And then I went out for an 11 mile run. And basically the next day I just couldn't walk. I was literally laid out on the floor. And so I just thought, right, you know, I'm not going to do that. And and because I've been doing it for charity, I then had to sort of yeah, say yeah. to people, oh, you know, sorry, I'm not doing it now. But then I signed up for another one. I did the Amsterdam Marathon, which, you know, had some nice parts. But yeah, there's there's a lot. Well, I think with Brighton, there's a bit of like you go through a few industrial estates and there's this, yeah. there's this horrible bit of the Amsterdam Marathon 
where it's the same. But um, I just remember thinking I'd much rather be, I never, you know, I never had a burning desire to do a marathon, but I remember clearly thinking when I'm like an old man, which I think at the time I thought was when I'd be 70, um, I thought, you know, I'd rather look back saying, I'm glad I, I, I tried a marathon, you know, even if it's awful than getting to that age and thinking, Oh, I wish, you know, I wish I'd, I'd tried it. I think is that is that coming back to the theme or a theme of for say midlife crisis, right? Like this this fear of regret. I mean, we we talked about um, you know like like having done a marathon or half marathon or triathlons, but you know there, there's another point. I, I, you know, I know we're going to talk about um, the topic separately as well, right? But. You know, you you mentioned. I think it was an episode one about you know um, exchanging things for for younger model, right? Um, referring to my Jack, of course. You know, let's 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 talk about. You know, I have a few friends, and I very vividly remember a friend of mine saying that um, if, if say a few years, probably almost ten years ago now, I uh, hadn't seen him for about a year, and he lost um, he lost shit loads of weight. Like like literally, I'm like, this is a different man, mm. right? He, he's younger, he looks fitter, you know. I'm like, what happened to you? You know, like, well, well done you, right? What happened to you? You know, that's fantastic. And he goes like, oh yeah, I met a younger younger wife or I met a younger girlfriend. Um, I think he was still with his wife. I don't remember the circumstances. Um, but he, he but, had traded in for a younger model and it's Exactly, got that gave him, gave him motivation to like, you know, if, if she looks fit, I need to look fit, right? Did you establish which way round it was? Did he get fit to woo her or um, did he? I, I don't know. I, I suppose it was a process combining one with the other, right? Because, mm. But I, I, I don't know. I'm not in the, in the situation. Um, I'm trying to keep you know, fit so my wife doesn't kick me out. Right? So... <laughs> I mean, I have to say the best shape, well, the thinnest, I think, I've ever been was just before I met Alicia. And and that was because I was on a mission really? to, to find a nice lady. <laughs> so um so yeah and, and it was like right I've got to lose weight and yeah and I guess I was already doing the cycling there but that was when I I well I I don't and, th- and that's the funny thing is sort of we're talking about intermittent fasting and and yeah. different approaches. I mean, I guess it was always, my approach always was I've got to burn off more calories than I consume. So yeah. I'd cycle to work, then have like an apple and banana and, you know, I guess relatively normal lunch, etc. But yeah, I, I guess that was, yeah. I was at my most attractive. <laughs> but and, I, I wonder if that's a huge, it must be a huge motivator. I mean, I've, I've never been in that situation because I think when I met my wife, I was at uni, A, I was still having a higher metabolism. Because that's another thing, right? If you if you do some some research, as you always do, and I'm sure you have done, but metabolism changes, right? Once you turn 40, you know, your, your muscles reduce, right? Your muscle mass is just getting less, which means you have to work more to maintain your muscle mass. And your metabolism changes. So you you don't burn through calories as easily as, as you used to, which means when, when I lost weight before, I always said, oh, I can keep the wine. And again, I don't want to drift back into the alcohol topic, but I can keep my daily glass of wine I've lost the weight with that before. In 15 years on, I'm like, yeah, I can still do that. Um, however, <laughs> I don't burn so that alcohol as easily anymore, which means 
I need to cut down on the alcohol as well if I want to get the same results in the same time. And I think that's that's a challenge. And we all know how beer works, right? I mean, beer is is full of carbohydrates. So that's that's a huge problem, right? And then, I mean, you would know that in, in terms of muscle mass, right? If you go to the gym and you just do cardio, you don't burn as much as when you do weights, right? That's why I started spinning classes. I love spinning classes because spinning classes... Um, you know, these this hit exercises, hit exercise, which allegedly when you do them, you burn calories throughout the day. I think that's uh, what works. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, that's the theory that if if you, yeah, get to a, a certain intensity, then, then yeah, it continues to, to burn. I mean, because I, I sort of went through a stage of, of doing, well, going to the gym and doing weights. Um, I think actually I'd signed up to an app. You know, again, it was like a New Year's thing. It's like, right, yeah. this this is the year that I get back in shape. And and it was like, right, you need to do X amount of steps today, a day and X amount of gym workouts. And, you know, these are the exercises you need to be doing. And I did it for a while. And yeah. and it's like, well, actually, this this might be more efficient for a lot of people but you know it's like i love swimming i love cycling and i think it's oh and as i say you know at the moment a lot of lot of what i do is is walking but i think it is you know sort of finding what works for you rather than you know sort of following the latest like hit exercise trend yeah walking absolutely works right i mean i I spoke to a and apologies for the dog in the background. We, we're going to do a whole session on, on puppies, and I bet he's going to be absolutely <laughs> quiet in that session. Um, but there's, there's no point of trying to shut him up uh, and get aggravated about it. Anyway, so, um, yeah, walking the dog obviously helps, unless you have a mini dog like me. Um, you can't walk him that much. But, um, I mean, I, I spoke to a personal trainer in the gym, and he says, as long as you have a 122, I think, from, in my case, heart rate, it's absolutely fine. Because, you know, you, you, you're in the fat burning zone. You don't need to go up to 140 heart rate. So he calculated that, you know, if you just Google, you know, heart rate, exercise, weight loss. So you can actually lose weight just by, by just walking. And I remember actually an old, old manager of mine, um, he lost, again, lots and lots of weight. Um, and he was say, relatively young. And I'm like, you're going to the gym? He says, no, no, I, I stopped drinking. He says, and I um, started walking to work. That's all he. That's all he changed, and and just you know, just by doing these things again, less intake of calories, more burning of calories. You know, simple mass. But I found this article. Sorry, I, I had in the note somewhere um, because I found that stats so interesting. So as we age, right, and we're old, right, our metabolism slows, and the rate at which we break down food decreases by ten percent each decade after after the age of twenty. So three decades on, almost three decades on, you know, the, the rate at which we break down food decreased by 30%. So my, my parents were from Germany at the weekend and they didn't eat a lot of food. And they were like, we, we don't need as much anymore. I mean, they're in their 80s, right? So they, their metabolism compared to their, their 20s is a lot less, obviously. And... I think we, we don't do that. As a society, we don't do that, right? We continue to eat. I mean, we both in a profession where we used to have long lunches, big lunches, boozy yeah. lunches. And the, the amount of calories we put inside ourselves is, is, is crazy, right? As, as, as I said earlier, fish and chips, I think, is such a classic example of how many calories there are. 
and I, I started teaching my, my kids, my my, my um, son last night actually, very timely asked me, um, can I have this bag of crisps or, or peanuts it was? And I'm like, uh, the whole bag. He says, yeah. I said, did you look at the calories? He says, oh, 500. I said, yeah, but that's for half the pack. I said, do you want to put a thousand calories into your body? He's probably fine. He's 13. He probably burns mm. through it like, like, like nothing. If I put that into myself, <laughs> whoop, put on another kilo, right? And I think that's what we need to learn. Or we need to unlearn to eat massive amount of food just because we can. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like my son is quite skinny. And, you yeah. know, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I was that size when I was your age. You know, it, it, yeah. it's no indication if you're, you know, 10 years old and, and completely lean. I mean, we have like Sweetie Friday. I mean, we get, I guess we're getting getting off topic here, but, you know, yeah. and we'll be away on holiday. So they've had ice creams, I've had loads of stuff. And then Friday, oh, it's Sweetie Friday. It's like you've had, yeah. you know, a lot more chips, chocolate, ice cream than you would yeah. normally. I mean, it's, it's going back to what you were saying about sort of, well, your friend cutting out the alcohol. It's like, oh, you know, what, what's the quickest way to lose weight? Oh, you know, cut out alcohol. It's like, well, well all right. Well, what's the second quickest way to lose weight? Yeah. But if you don't drink, and there, there are people in our age that, that don't drink, right? So, um, you know, and, and they still pile on, mm. you know, weight. Well, so it's, it's not all about alcohol, but I think, I mean, we all know that as well, right? You have a pint or two, and then you start having a packet of pork scratching, Right, packet of crisps, um, the kebab on the way home, right? Yeah. Um, although, as you said, it's a healthiest, um, you know, after <laughs> after drink snack. It's, you know, maybe the healthiest, but, you know, or you go to McDonald's, right? Just on your way home because you're, you want to avoid the hangover. So yeah. a couple of burgers, a thousand calories, you know, uh, and job done. That, 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 uh... That is almost like part of my mentality when I've had a few drinks. It's like, oh, well, I, yeah, if I eat enough, I might be able to stave off that hangover. Yeah. And, you know, you, all you're doing is just, yeah, piling on extra calories. But, yeah. I mean, the other interesting yeah. thing that, that I sort of find, and, you know, I keep talking about we're always after a quick fix, is yeah. um, just reading about an increase in steroid abuse. And okay. I mean, it is highest sort of in, unfortunately, in, in sort of 20, you know, 20 year olds or 20 to 30 year olds. Oh, really? Well, you know, a lot of it is is to do with almost the the superhero culture where, you know, there's this, well, I mean, obviously back in the 80s, there was Arnie and Sly with yeah. like the big muscle bound guys. But now it's almost like any actor has to be ripped. And I, I was reading an article about um, this actor who, who's remained anonymous. It, it sounds like he's not a megastar, but he yeah. might, you know, he's been in a couple of things that you would have heard of. But he sort of talks about how he, you know, got hooked on steroids in lockdown. Really? This paper that I was reading, yeah, says... Well, the majority of, of steroid use in the UK is for cosmetic reasons as opposed to actually enhancing athletic performance. This could be the 19-year-old male who wishes to op optimise his physique inspired by reality TV shows, or a 45-year-old male who needs an outlet from pressures at home and work, or a 62-year-old yeah. male who aims to recreate the carefree experience of his youth. 
Um, however, what ha most have in common is a desire for extreme masculinity and an increase in self-esteem. It's in like I've been in the gym and I've looked at guys and thought, you know, there's no way you've achieved that by eating chicken and you know being in the gym for a couple yeah. of hours. It, it's yeah, it's, chicken doesn't cut that. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. I've never had any experience with steroids, but with the puppy, the puppy has been on steroids. Um, but. Is that why is, is that why he's got he's got steroid rage at the moment? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's why he's called Arnie as well. That's, yeah, yeah, that's uh, why he's bench pressing you at the moment. Yeah. He's he's literally on my lap, and I try to keep him calm here, but trying to calculate, uh, trying to um, uh, concentrate, not calculate. The reason I said calculate is actually because there's something else, and and you know, if I say before we come to a to a close, I wanted to bring that in, um, just just for for. You know, people that actually, you know, think, hopefully think after this episode, I don't know how inspiring we are talking about that. Um, but hopefully some people might think, oh, actually, how, how can I lose weight, right? How do I look more ripped? You know, don't take steroids, maybe. But how can I lose weight? And, you know, we meant, mentioned intermittent fasting, you know, we mentioned calorie counting. Um, and I'm going to put the, um, the, the link to how I lost weight years ago in my, uh, in, in the show notes as well, of course. And, you know, you mentioned my fitness pal, et cetera. But there, there's another thing which a lot of people are, I think, not aware of, and it's called the base metabolic rate. So people would have heard of BMR. And what it is, it's like how much calories you actually burn a day, right? Based on your age and, you know, height, weight, sex, and so on. And not amount of sex, by the way. That's, that's another way of losing weight. Uh, it's, it's a good calorie burner, I was told. Um, which also, you know, given our age and the amount most people would be married, probably decreased over time as well. But that's for another episode, right? So it, it leads to weight gain. Is, right? is that the real reason we gain weight <laughs> in middle age? Is because we're not getting enough sex? Maybe, yeah. There so we go. That's that's that's, that's the show title. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's about total energy uh, expenditure. So you know, how, how much do we actually burn, you know, and what's your basic burn rate? So, you know, whilst, I don't know, I might have a burn rate of, I, I don't actually know, two and a half thousand, three and a half thousand calories a day. You know, people with a higher metabolism might have, you know, more or lower meta metabolism will, will have less. That's why if you, if you look at a packet of crisps, it says the average male burns X amount of calories a day. Yeah. So just you know, do, do some research if you if you're serious about it, and and do the math, right? How much do needs to go in or can go in, because how much is going to go out? And of course, if you if you do run, you know, let's say you run for an hour, you will naturally gain uh, or lose more weight because you know you burn more calories, right? And again, it depends on your intensity level. So if you were, uh, I don't know, run for an hour, I, I managed 900 calories the other day, which mm. is quite good. But again, depends on the, so the intensity level. And that's, that's the beauty with spinning classes, right? Because you just turn it down a notch, right? You go like, yeah, I've done an hour of spinning, but your intensity level was lower. So you only burned, I don't know, let's say 300 calories instead of, um, you know, six or 700. But I mean, it's, and I think that's the amazing thing about our Garmin's. Well, like quite a few years ago, and I was writing a um, a blog yeah. for uh, for one of the biggest, well, the biggest triathlon magazine in the UK. And 
they sent me to uh, Surrey Sports Performance Centre. So I, you know, did yeah. did like that, had the mask on and, you okay. know, doing all these tests and, you know, and, and got quite like a, a nice breakdown of, of, well, you know, lots of different things. Um, but, you know, now I'm like, I actually have a watch that pretty much tells me all that stuff yeah. now. One last point is, um, yeah. I mean, I think you, you can get too tied up with your weight and sometimes it's like just you know it's like if if you know do it by uh, your waist measurements you know if, if if you can't yeah get into a certain pair of trousers then it's like right i want to get into those trousers and you don't always have to use the scales but you're right my, my personal trainer so that's the final word then it's, he said do you want to lose waist or do you want to lose weight right so that's that's the other thing of course right do you just want to lose weight for for the scales or do you want to lose waist I always think one goes in hand with the other and it's probably about looking good, right? Which means you want to lose waste. But yes, you can be, obviously, as you said, very bulky, you know, have a, have a lot of weight, but then, you know, small waste. But I think for most middle-aged men, let's, let's face it, one goes with the other, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Arnie, it's time, isn't it? Unfortunately, that's all we have time for. For I don't know what we'll be talking about next week, but... Um, Let's let's talk about that offline and uh, surprise the listeners next week. So I hope you tune in again next time. Hopefully we we'll, maybe talk about puppies. Who knows? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's could been be a real a pain one. again today. Once we're on the call. Thank oh, you for listening. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, thanks for Arnie's special guest appearance. <laughs> thanks for listening to this week's episode. Feel free to reach out to Volker or David via our website www.manupdown.com or podcast at manupdown.com with any feedback or to let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. Hear you again soon.